On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we take a crash course through my disastrous relationship history. We talk about the most vanilla band name only matched by the most vanilla record cover. And we don't talk about linens, and we don't ask to move in, but we really want to see you tonight. You're listening to our take on I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Cooley. Well, Frank, it's been a while since we've done a 1970s song. Yeah, I'm not really sure why I picked this one. I guess I really just wanted to talk about it to you. You had to work really hard to try to make that fit the lyrics of the song. Absolutely, I did. (laughs) When you mentioned the song, I was pretty excited about it because we've been kind of dancing around this song for a while because it's come up in each of our mixtapes. Yeah, but not like physically dancing, but like no, metaphorically. Yeah, that's yeah. going to cause the mics to hit and all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. The sound quality would just be terrible. Yeah. So today's song is I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley. I'm not talking about moving and I don't want to change. This is one of those songs that I fear is in danger of being lost to history because the name of the artists that sing it, England Dan and John Ford Coley, it just sounds like two random dudes that just sort of got together, put out a song and then left and did nothing. But they actually have quite a a string of uh, songs and hits and everything from the 70s. But for the life of me, I'd always be humming this song. It's like, who sings this again? They picked the most impossible name for a band or for a duo rather yeah but you had Loggins and Messina you had Simon and Garfunkel and then you had England Dan and John Ford Coley yeah so you have one who comes up with a nickname and the other one just doesn't even bother I'm gonna put (laughs) like they're not even on the same page with names they might have the worst cover art their cover art looks like it should be for like a really bad gospel album from the 70s where people would just get their neighbor to take their picture or a serious picture gone wrong yeah yeah exactly and there's something i want to say about the band though and i know we're kind of ragging on their name a little bit here but their mustaches those are uh hall of fame mustaches right there they are of their time it is a perfect picture of the era which is 1976 76 yeah yeah but growing up i always associated mustaches with authority my dad had a mustache i had a very healthy respect for my father growing up i don't anymore because i'm a big man but like you see those mustaches and you think okay these guys they could throw down if they need to and then you listen to i'd really love to see you tonight it doesn't make sense oh man it's one of those songs that i'm in danger of recommending every single week this type of tune this 1970s soft rock oh it's so good just I've said this before. Actually, you know, I said we hadn't done 70s music in a while. Yeah. I realize, of course, we have just done Johnny Rivers a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and we did play a few. Okay. Okay. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been, it's been two weeks since we've That's done right. a song from the 70s. That's right. 
And I could just keep revisiting the well of soft rock from the 70s. Oh, the soft rock from the 70s is just this really particular sound. It just seems more earnest to me. Yeah. The 80s has this sort of kitschy feel, but the 70s, that is, oh, so heartfelt. And I mean, part of it must be because of its close relation to country music. Yes. They're called a rock and roll band, which is always bizarre to me when they say, yeah, it's rock and roll. I'm like, uh, I don't think this is rock, but no. sure, okay. But they sound country to me, but this is coming from someone who's not a country guy. Yeah. But I always associated country with this type of music. Yes. Yeah. Or at least this was the country I liked. Now I realize, of course, this is country pop crossover. Would that be fair? They they, they yeah. were never, they were pop always. They yeah, were they were pop then. But now looking back through sort of this musical lens, you can sort of say it's like, okay, no, they're kind of a country, country pop cross. Right. And England Dan went off and had a country career after the duo broke up. Yeah, he did. He was quite successful. Yeah. So, well, I guess we might as well talk about the band. Yeah. They were together for, I think, about 14 years. About that. Yeah. They started in the 60s. Yeah. They went to high school together. And here's the shocker. They're from Texas. They're not from England at all. Come on, England, Dan. Oh, man. Well, I mean... What was yeah. the name of the character from uh, Richard Harris's character in uh, Unforgiven? It was like oh. England uh, England John or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. He's nothing like Richard Harris's character in Unforgiven. No. No, no, no. He doesn't get beat up for the first half and just lie around. <laughs> the movie's tough watch. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's good, yeah. I guess. Well, so, okay, let's go through this. They were together for, I think, 14 years or 11. I, can't, I think it's 14. 14 in various incarnations. Right. 10 years as England Dan and John okay. Ward Coley. Until the final three years, it was just hand-to-mouth work. Yeah. And then they did quite well for the last three years, and then each went off to do their own thing. Yeah. Now, history of the band, might as well go to history of the names. I'm pretty sure John Ford Coley got his name from his parents. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, probably a pretty good assumption there. Yeah. Now, England Dan, he had to go with a different name. And I guess here's why he couldn't just pick like Simon and Garfunkel. There was a reason. Yeah. So he is the younger brother of Jim Seals from Seals and Croft. He couldn't go Seals and Coley. No. Because it was too close. Yeah, exactly. But his older brother, to me, kind of sold him out with giving him a name for the band. So growing up, Dan Seals was a huge fan of the Beatles and the British Invasion. So his older brother, Jim, gave him the nickname England Dan because he was such a big fan of English rock bands. So much so that he actually spoken in an English accent at times. I don't even want to know what that sounded like. <laughs> a Texan speaking in a fake British accent has got to be amazing. Now, England Dan was also referred to by his brother as a dime store cowboy, which okay. sounds like super <laughs> insulting from a Texan. He yeah. described how he dressed oh. <laughs> and said, you, you're England Dan, that's where you are, something like that. And yeah. it's like, well, I mean, despite one of the worst names for a duo... England Dan and John Ford Coley, which no one knows unless yeah. they were there, I guess. Or us. Or us. <laughs> you just can't beat this opening song to their first major album anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to their chagrin, maybe at the time, but they've, of course, changed their mind since. Mm -hmm. This was not their song because they were songwriters. Yeah. 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 It was written for them by Parker McGee, which sounds completely made up. That sounds worse than England Dan to me. Yeah. So we have a whole bunch of suspicious people. Yeah, honestly. 
But Parker McGee also wrote for them Nights Are Forever Without You. One of their other big songs. Great afterwards. tune. Yeah, the album's good. Yeah, I, I uh, did a, as I usually do a deep dive into the albums of England Dan and John Ford Coley, and there's songs that kept coming up. I'm like, wait a sec, I know this song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is a good song. Yeah, they had one that Anne Murray did called okay. "Broken Hearted Me." They originally recorded it. Someone else wrote it. Her version's a killer. Oh, okay. Their yeah. version's pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Anne Murray. We'll get to you soon. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So the duo comes together, though, and like you said, they're songwriters. England Dan has this huge musical pedigree. His older brother is Jim Seals of Seals and Croft. Summer breeze makes me feel fine Blowing through the jasmine His second cousin sang that song we like, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Different seal, huh? Oh, right. It was Singular Seal. Different. Is that what it feels like to record with me? Yeah, that's right. A little taste of your medicine. Yeah. Holding up a glass to your nature, Frank. Yeah, so his dad was a stand-up bass player. So Dan learned to play the upright bass or stand-up bass when he was like four years old. His other brothers were successful uh, country musicians. Eddie Seals of Eddie and Joe. What's with, with... Like these names, right? Like, that's awesome. But also a little bit of creativity could go a long way. Should have gone with like Denmark Eddie. (laughs) Cousins were Chuck Seals. He was a composer. Troy Seals was a composer. Brady Seals was in uh, Little Texas. Another cousin was uh, Johnny Duncan, who was another country singer. So like his whole family, it's a musical family. Right. And then John Coley was a classically trained pianist. So he left porn to do music. <laughs> I've always said piano player, even though I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it's like, like just trying to say it, I can't say it without... Yeah, without giggling? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to the song, of course. Yeah. After the success of England Dan and John Ford Coley, England Dan goes off to be a country singer. Yes. John Ford Coley gets involved in a little acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in a couple movies, and in one of them... He throws Corey Feldman down a flight of stairs. Dream a little dream. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I tried to watch it. Of course I would. Yeah. I tried to watch it today. Did you at least watch the th- stair throwing scene? Couldn't find it. YouTube kept putting commercials up. I at least oh, okay. got to see John Ford Coley. He yeah. played Ron. Oh, okay. Who was, I think, Corey Feldman's like love interest stepdad oh, or okay. boyfriend of her mom. Did he have that mustache still? He still had the mustache. He looks like a Ron. Oh, yeah. He's been in a bunch of movies like this. Yeah. Where he usually plays a musician or kind of a bit part. He was fairly convincing. Yeah. As a guy with a mustache <laughs> in an 80s movie. Get away from her. Young man, I don't want you to see my daughter anymore. Laney, get in the Ron, car. Could you- hey, you told me. So that's what John Ford Coley has been doing. And now he tours around and plays piano and sings the songs. And he's an author as well. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I did a deep dive onto a a site that wasn't Wikipedia. He wrote a book about his musical journey called Backstage Pass. Obviously, like you said, he continues to perform and he lectures about Christianity. He's had a, a bit of a spiritual journey. He's sort of bounced around different religions coming back to Christianity recently. Okay. What I've come to notice about all the things you've talked about with England Dan and John Ford Coley, and it relates to the picture in the album, yeah. is how absolutely boring they are. Yeah. Yeah. Their favorite ice cream, 
vanilla. <laughs> they suffer from the same thing that Air Supply does. Air Supply just looked like a couple of uncles. Yeah, but it, they were called Air Supply. Yeah, exactly. At least they had a creative name. Not to be, I don't want to be mean. People no. could say that about us. Yeah, exactly. They'd be wrong. Well, do we have a really creative name? It's our names, right? Oh, shoot. All right. Bill and Ireland Franks, guilt-free pleasures. <laughs> Fantastic. I can put on my fake Irish accent and just completely Ostracized. alienate an entire country. <laughs> we're going to lose those four listeners. Oh, I know. Oh, we need them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this song, apparently, if I got this right, I, I worry I'm mixing stories. From what I'm gathering, they were offered this song, even though they had a whole bunch of their other songs. Mm-hmm. And John Ford Coley talks about this in one of the interviews I read where it's like, no, no, we're artists. We write our own music. And like, no, you're going to have to try this song out. And I said, fine, we'll do it. And when they played it, I think they, was it true? Do I have this right? That they were rejected by like a someone from a record label? Yeah. But you told me this, didn't you? No. Okay. I read it also. Okay. Because I did a deep dive onto- Deep dive. Onto- Three different websites. Okay, someone heard them in another room. Is yeah, right? so they played the song for an exec at Atlantic Records who turned it down. However, Doug Morris, it's a bit of a boring name, let, let, yeah. let's be honest. So Doug Morris of Big Tree Records heard the song through the wall and he offered the duo a contract after Atlantic rejected them. There's lots of stories of this, right? Yeah. Where someone has an ear for something. Yeah. And I mean, this is in the disco era, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In my mind, the the picture I have is, so here's Doug Morris, who has an office beside this exec for Atlantic. So Big Tree Records, I've never heard of them, ever. So they know that they're not Atlantic. They're not a big player. So here's Doug Morris with with a glass up to his ear onto the wall, listening to whatever is going on. And just like, if they reject it, I'm picking him up. I'm picking him up. I'm going to take it. So basically fighting for scraps for the leftovers from uh, one of the big labels. But the song went to number two. Right. Number one, adult contemporary. Number two on the Billboard charts. Do you know what was number one then? Uh, Wild Cherry, play that funky music. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. How do you compete with that? But interestingly, I probably listened to this song 10 times more than Wild Cherry. Because we're boring people, Bill. My plan is to get a picture of us looking just like them. (laughs) And putting it on as a picture for this episode. I'm going to uh, I'm going to spend the next four four to five weeks growing a mustache. I've read some articles on the song. I'm not sure it's fair to call it this, but I'm going to put this out there and see what you think. Is this a soft rock booty call? I don't think so. I don't like to think of it that way. There are two different readings on the lyrics that I read. One is that it's a soft rock booty call. Yep. The other one is it's someone wanting to rekindle a previous relationship. Right, okay. For more than just a booty call. Right. That sounds more like our speed. Exactly. The idea it sounds of a long more like term. the speed of this song too. Yeah, yeah. These aren't one night stands. Yeah. That would be a disco. That'd be play that funky music. Exactly. This is an everlasting love. Yeah. England Dan is a classy dude because he speaks with that accent. It walks a Texas around accent. It's dime store cowboy <laughs> outfit. I only heard rhinestone cowboy in my head because I thought it was funny that yeah. he'd be glittering wherever he went. <laughs> All right, let's jump into that song. Yeah, okay. So we have that classically trained piano player. The pianist, yes. <laughs> yeah. Playing and it leads to 
Well, a kind of a rarity in a song. There's a lot of things that go on here. Yeah. But a uh, one-sided conversation, but you have to imagine what's going on on the other side of the line. Exactly. Okay. It's a uh, telephone adjacent this song is oh, what I nicely call it. done. All right. I'm going to first read the verse and then maybe try to read it with an imagined response. Hello, yeah, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. Hello, yeah, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. All right. So, Frank, can you imagine a response to each of these? So, ready? Hello. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's there's more to that line. Well, because he's going to say it's been a while. All right. Hello. All right. Ready? Hello. Hey, how's it going? No, no, no. That's... Okay. Maybe you read. Okay, you read the first part. Okay, so you're going to read the response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. This makes more sense because I'm more masculine than you are. Yeah, okay. Hello. What are you doing? Okay. Sorry. Let's try again. Okay. That was awful. It it was awful. I was trying to do an English accent. Did it work? Well, no, it wasn't. The the girl doesn't have to be English. All right, right. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. It's been a while. What are you doing? Not much. How about you? Listen, why are you even calling me? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I just really wanted to talk to you. And here's the best part of the song from there on in. It's a one-sided conversation. I think they broke up because he wouldn't let her finish sentences. <laughs> the rest of it is just him talking. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just there. She's now put the um, rotary dial phone with that big long cord. She's now put it in a potted plant and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a conversation to a potted plant. Yeah, yeah. Which is one possible version of this. And so we go on to kind of verse two. I mean, yeah. I, I think it is. We don't get a chorus yet. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe later on we could get together for a while. It's been such a long time, and I really do miss your smile. And I was thinking maybe later on, we could get together for a while. It's been such a long time, and I really do miss your smile. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, you know what? There is a sweetness to this. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like, it's not overly syrupy or saccharine, but... You get the feeling that England Dan and John Ford Coley are nice guys. Which is like a, a gut punch. We've been called nice guys a lot. I still get called a nice guy. I don't know why. Does it begin with, listen, you're a real nice guy. Yeah. It's basically every waitress at every bar when I try and talk to them. I am usually hiding under the table as <laughs> you're trying. Well, yeah, you're embarrassed for me. Yeah. I'm going to throw this in. After I really do miss your smile, it has what I call a classic 1970s drum fill. Yeah, because it builds up right before the chorus. Oh, man. And it's like really a sitcom drum fill. And I always think of Mm -hmm. 1970s soft rock as perfect for sitcoms, which might have been in the 80s. Yeah, 70s soft rock is perfect for 80s sitcoms. (laughs) Exactly. And that drum fill is just unmistakably 1970s drums. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about moving in, and I don't want to change your life. But there's a warm wind blowing, the stars around, and I 
It's so tender. It's not a booty call. No. I don't think it is because he's describing what they could do. I just miss your smile. We just could get together. That's it. He yeah. just wants to see her. So in your experience, oh yeah, have you ever made that call where it's not a booty call, but you're calling back to someone, a relationship that you had and say like, you know, I just kind of really missed you. And it's not begging to come back, but it's, I'd really like to hang out again. I thought we had something. I think we could still have something. Have you ever made that call before? I've never made the call where I was that honest. I would say like, hey, you want to go out? You want to get together? We should go out together or do something. Not that, you know, unless you don't want to, that's fine. I just thought maybe go out. You seem to like this. That sort of thing where I couldn't just bear my heart's truth. But I feel like I'm looking at someone who's able to bear his heart's truth. (laughs) So I've been on the kind of the opposite end of this, where I went out with this girl and we were texting back and forth and then it just sort of fizzled out, right? Yeah. Then I ran into her and it had been like a month or so since I had seen her talk to her last. And she was like, give me a call sometime. Let's talk here. And, you know, of course, I'm like, all right. So I I fired her a text for the next week. We were texting back and forth a bunch. And then it was just radio silence. Like, I don't think she really meant that she wanted. That's a tough one. Or maybe I'm just, maybe I'm boring like England Dan and John Ford Coley. England Dan and John Ford Coley wanted you to pick up the phone, which of course now is a cell phone where you tap buttons and hit the speaker mode or whatever. But for them, they, they picked up that phone. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's call her right now. And I'd really love to see you tonight. All right. Well, we better talk about this course. Yeah. Because it's really important we get this out of the way. Yeah. I'm not talking about moving in, people. Moving in. It's not linen. Yeah. So- One of the big misheard lyrics from the 70s is... I'm not talking about linen, which probably would have lent itself more to a booty call. Exactly. Because they're talking about the sheets. That's right. And what happens in the sheets. Right. With a classically trained pianist. (laughs) That's right. This actually came up in, I feel, a movie I thought was really good. I don't know if it went over well with the critics or or did well with audiences, but The Long Kiss Goodnight with Jimmy Davis. Yeah. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I thought it was a great movie. I don't remember it. Oh, man. It's way more, like, uh, exciting than it seemed to be before I, like, when we rented it. It's just, like, I mm-hmm. didn't, Long Kiss Goodnight didn't sound like an action movie. Yeah. It's also, like, the 1990s type of movie where it got suddenly violent. Oh, and, okay, yeah. And kind of, like, I don't know if the word's ironic, but they played with certain, uh, I want to say the word tropes. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Anyways, it's one of these movies where there's like sudden acts of violence and 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 there's like high stakes but this is classic 90s yeah where they're driving and they're listening to this song yeah 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 and i sent you the clip where samuel jackson is singing the linen part and gina davis just says under her breath it's not about linen <laughs> and he's like what it's not about linen and i'd really love to see you tonight i'm not talking about the linen don't want to change your life. What? It's, um, it's, um, the song's not about linen. It's not linen. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, so we talked about moving in. We got that out of the way here. And I don't want to change your life, but there's a warm wind. Hmm. My lyrics say, warm wind blowing the stars around, and I'd really love to see you tonight. I get it. These guys are songwriters, or Parker McGee, if that is his real name, is a songwriter. So they're not physicists or astronomers. The wind doesn't blow the stars around. No. That's not what happens. Yeah, I think the better lyric is what you said. Yeah, because I I saw somewhere it was, but there's a warm wind blowing and the stars are out. And I'd really love to see you tonight. I feel that that might have been like a karaoke version that they play at the um, astrophysicist conference that they have in Denver. And uh, they change the lyrics to make it work yes. for their worldview. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the- sorry, their universe view. Yeah. So there no, is. Sorry, their multiverse, not their view. Their view. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Is it a universe now or do we go into something else? Or am I just thinking Marvel movies? I think you're thinking Marvel movies I more than anything. I hate that stuff. I'm yeah. done with that stuff. Okay. Well, we'll save that for the other podcast. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. It's not a booty call. He's trying to ease back into the relationship. So obviously this relationship went fairly far previously. Yeah. He's saying, I'm not talking about moving it. So maybe that was what broke them up. He wanted her to move in. She didn't want to. She wasn't ready. Yeah. The relationship goes awry. And I don't want to change your mind. So he's just trying to rekindle. Life. Yeah. My question now is with the, there's a warm wind blowing and the stars are out, or there's a warm wind blowing the stars around. If I was to be courting a woman, is that all I need? I just need warm wind and stars? Do I need less of an excuse to court a woman? I think you need a time machine to go back 100 or 200 years when they use the word court. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. Is that not it? You just need a warm wind. Unfortunately, we're doing this. Wait, I want to go back. Am I not hip? Is courting not a thing? Am I too old-fashioned? You just need a Laura Ingalls to your Almanzo. Am I right? (laughs) It's just a sweet sentiment, right? Yeah. And it has a a soundtrack feel to me, too. Yes, absolutely. I said sitcom, but there's also like... There's soundtrackiness to this to yeah. me. So there's there's some a like there's some late seventies romantic comedy films yeah. feel to it. To yeah, me. absolutely. Okay, here we go. Now we're gonna get to some heavy verses. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. We could go walking through a windy park. Not or, just any park, but a windy one. Yeah, well, it makes sense because the stars are blowing like crazy yeah, exactly. around your head. Or take a drive along the beach, or stay at home and watch TV. You see. It really doesn't matter much to me. Okay, and this is the issue that I have with this verse. And I like the verse and everything. I like the whole song. From my experience courting ladies, when your plan is, it doesn't matter. We can just do whatever. We can just hang out and do whatever. We don't have to do anything. In my mind, that's sweet. They're all that you need. They're all that's important to you. But to them, and I've learned this because I learned from my mistake instead of making it over and over and over again in perpetuity. Is that a... That's a word, right? Oh, it's definitely a word. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of continually making the same mistake, I'm trying to learn, well, maybe I should actually make a plan instead of watch Cabin Boy together. Well, that's that's always a bad idea. Is it? We could go walking through Windy Park, take a drive along the beach, or stay at home and watch TV. See, it really doesn't matter much to me 
He gave her three options. To his credit, he said, hey, we could go walking through a windy park, which yeah. is a very specific That's very park, specific, yeah. Or take a drive along the beach. And then he's like, or just stay at home. He gave all the options he could. I just want to see you. That's true. No, and I get that. And that's that's awesome that he has all these options. But I always found that it doesn't really matter. You pick. You decide. Yeah, that you know, you want to have a plan. Sometimes, and I've been in relationships or relationship where that really doesn't fly. I was in a relationship once and she just wanted me to actually make a decision. And I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I mean, that comes off pretty well on the podcast. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. Again, it was like, I just wanted to hang out with this girl. I just really wanted to be with her. It didn't really matter what we were doing. But she didn't like that. She always wanted me to, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're doing this, 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 and this. We could go watching TV in Frank's living room, <laughs> or we could play cornhole in the yard, or we could go to the Winchester at the back of the yard to have a drink at the bar. Duh. Oh, you weren't trying to rhyme bar with yard, were you? No, but that could be good. Yeah. We could drink at the Winchester and quote the bard. There we go. But with you not making a decision, you're technically still dating her because you never broke up, right? Oh, no, no, no. We broke up. Uh, she made it very clear. Oh. So, I'm sorry. She broke up. All right. Well, now that we've gone through your dating tragedy. <laughs> wow. I didn't know we'd go there. Oh, my goodness. I am. This is a triggering song yeah, right now. Is. You know, I got to say, I think if it's going well, you could say to the person you're with, what do you want to do? And she could say to you, whatever you want. And then it's, it's good. You see, it really doesn't matter much to me. I'm not talking about moving in, and I don't want to change your life. But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around, and I'd really love to see it tonight. And then we got that bridge. Yes. Oh, man. You want to read it? Okay, I'm going to try not to cry. I won't ask for promises so you don't have to lie. I really like that line. We've both played that game before. Say I love you, then say, say goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, which oh, is fantastic. They all come together because it's England Dan really doing the heavy lifting here. No offense, John Ford Coley, who plays it often now, but I'm like, well, you kind of played piano and then you, you yeah. jumped in for goodbye. But I like the the lyrics of I won't ask for promises so you won't have to lie because he knows that she's not in it as much as he is. Like he's more invested. He's in it to win it. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like he's looking at a win here. The win is just her going for a walk in a windy park. Yeah, I think he's kind of playing the long game here. This song is the immediate, the here and now. And he's kind of doing the thing where you do with forest fires, where you, you kind of put down the fire, keep the fire from burning through. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you so pre-burn. Saying, yeah, pre-burn. So he's saying, hey, hey, I'm not asking you for anything. Yeah. You don't have to lie. Because, you know, we've both played that game before. Oh, I don't think you played that game before, John Ford Coley or England Dan. I, there's no way. Take a look at the picture of the cover of this. There's no <laughs> way these two are like, hey, man, we've both played the game before. So <laughs> see that picture of them, like, please, 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 please. I don't think you know the rules of the game. That's right. I won't ask for promises So you don't have to lie We've both played that game before Say I love you, then say goodbye I'm not talking about moving Say I love you, then say goodbye. 
Mm-hmm. What a great line there where it's like, yeah, we played the game before. You can say you love someone, but then you're going to say goodbye. So, the, I mean, this is a song. He never says he loves her in the song. No. He's no. very careful. Yes, absolutely. He totally loves her. Oh, absolutely he does. Yeah, but yeah. he's not going to say, no, no, I love you. But she's the one who's going to say goodbye. Yeah. I think that's what he's feeling. Yeah. But what I also love in that bridge is this is where the backup singers start to feature and come in. Because those last couple of choruses, those backup singers just make the song so good. Golden, golden. This is the category, what's our favorite part? Our favorite part is those backup singers with the chorus. And it happens around 2.04 or 2.02 minutes in. And it's a short song. It's only 2 minutes, 39 seconds. Yeah. But those last 39 seconds. Those last 39 seconds really, like it was already a great song, but it makes it a super great song. I couldn't find the personnel. I'd love to know who the people behind this were because I feel like they might be famous now. I also like to think that it was John Ford Coley in England Day. They're they're just dressed in drag with their mustaches singing the high parts. And then we just keep hearing it. It's so beautiful. Because uh, what are the backup singers are like, I'm not talking. Yeah. Right? At the end of the chorus, the duo is singing, and I'd really love to see you tonight. Really love to see you tonight. And that's where you get that sort of sitcom feel. To oh, totally. Yeah. And the sitcom is called Really Love to See You Tonight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about moving in. I know I'm stepping on to our Hallmark thing, but it's about a guy trying to get a girl back. That's such an original movie. I know, right? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's never been done before. It's such a beautiful song. I feel like Matthew McConaughey could play the role in it, maybe. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, I mean, it's acknowledged. A great song. Yeah. Okay. Now, should we talk some categories? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel I feel we're there. Yeah. There's no real video to it. So I no. think this kind of predates popular videos. There are some live performances of them and everything. There's the Midnight Special, which yes. is as close as you get. And yeah. that's come up a couple times in 1970s things. Yeah. And it was Wolfman Jack introducing yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, Wolfman Jack, how old were you in the 50s? You don't look that old. <laughs> was he 14 years old? See, like I, the guy I, from, I think he was also smoking about 12 packs a day when he was 14 years old to get that voice. Billy's like the guy from Big Star who did get me a ticket for an airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. How did Alex Chilton suddenly get younger as he got older? Yeah. <laughs> Not Wolfman Jack. Yeah. He got more Wolfman-y. Okay. Category number one. England Michael Bolton. Could he do this? <laughs> Only in an English accent. And if it was England Michael Bolton... Who would be with England, Michael Bolton? Well, of course, it'd be Kenny G just playing yeah. uh, sax and sax piano. Yeah. That's an easy yeah. answer. Easy, yeah. Come on, Bill. So I thought of, if there was a movie made about England Dan and John Ford Coley, who would play England Dan and John Ford Coley? Paul Giamatti's got to play one of the characters. Okay. But just because he seems so normal. Yeah. He's got so much potential, mm-hmm. but also seems so normal. What about the guy from... Uh, if we could get Kevin Nealon to grow a mustache, <laughs> I feel we might be able to get him in. Yeah, okay. Actually, William H. Macy with a mustache. Yeah, okay. And then, okay, so I got two. I want William H. Macy and Paul Giamatti. Okay, yeah. okay. So I based 
who I think should play them on mustaches alone. Mm -hmm. So I have Tom Selleck playing John Ford Coley. That's one hot number for a JFC. Yeah. And then England Dan, and this is perfect in my mind. We have Kevin Costner from when he played Wyatt Earp in the movie Wyatt Earp because he had that amazing mustache. And he gets to speak in an English accent, which we know he's perfected. Right. And it, and in Dirty Dances with Wolves, he... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he, they trained the wolves to do that lift. Uh, incredible. But they're a lot lighter than Jennifer Grey. No, I thought it was... <laughs> I thought, I thought it was the, the wolves were doing the Patrick Swayze part. Oh, I thought he was lifting the wolf up. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I think for a Hollywood movie, Tom Selleck and Kevin Costner. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And in classic Hollywood movie style. Yeah. They're way more appealing than these two guys. Yeah. Like, so when you see their picture, do you got that picture in front of you there? Yeah, from their Wikipedia page. Yep. So I want you to take a look at that picture. All right. Do you see them as salesman oh absolutely so they really love to see you tonight to sell you a vacuum in the late 70s <laughs> door to door. not even amway i don't think it made it yet all right next category we've nailed the, whatever that category was uh was that the hallmark movie was it well, Kevin Costner and Tom Selleck? Yeah. well yeah that's the hallmark movie who's who's playing them but i think the hallmark movie is essentially a guy trying to get a girl back a heart needs a second chance yeah Okay, I'm going to alter this one a bit. We haven't done this category for a while. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when you and I try to do a karaoke karaoke version of this? We get beat up afterwards. (laughs) We nearly got beat up during Endless Love at every karaoke in our early 20s. Yeah, uh, the crowd really wasn't picking up what we were putting down. If they'd followed us, they'd see that we kept reversing roles. Yeah. And so that we both had mastered both Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Yeah, version. exactly. There was a, I think there was a stag and doe where we were actually threatened while we were singing it. There were some very nasty words thrown at us. Yes. Okay, mixtape. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go first. All right. So my mixtape is going to center around 1970s soft rock love songs that have the same type of mood as this. But also, I have such a killer song that matches the theme of this at the end of it. Gotcha. Is it from the 70s or is it it's just... from the 70s. Okay. I thought maybe it was an outlier. No. No, I had some outliers. Sorry, Phil Collins, one more night. You were there, but now you're not. So it opens with England, Dan, and John Ford. Okay. Why am I saying this? Of course, it opens with it. It's a mixtape. Yep. Next up, that's a band called Seals and Croft, Summer Breeze, <laughs> which I feel helps move the stars around. Yes. <laughs> Then Firefall, You Are the Woman. Do you remember that one? No. You are the woman that I've always dreamed of. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember that now. A band that was brought up when we first started our podcast, and we were, well, we both see the same hairdresser. Yeah. And it's Sandy, and Brad is Sandy's husband. And Brad said, oh, you guys are doing this. I love this stuff. Have you ever heard of the band Ambrosia? Yes, that's right. So this is for you, Brad. Biggest part of me, Ambrosia. No, it was tough nice. to pick an Ambrosia song because there's so many. Yeah, yeah. Then I have Dance With Me by Orleans. Yes, Because okay. that sets up the mood for the night. Mm-hmm. And then, to me, a song that fits this pretty perfectly. Dr. Hook's Sharing the Night Together. 
I'm feeling kind of lonely too if you don't mind. It almost sounds like Kenny Rogers could be singing. Except he has a more pronounced effect. Yeah. All right. If I seem to come on too strong, I hope that you will understand. I say these things cause I'd like to know if you're as lonely as I am. And if you'd mind sharing the night together. Man. <laughs> I'm listening so to this all day tomorrow at work. <laughs> There's a lot of great Doctor Hook stuff out there. Yeah. I have a feeling it's not the last time we'll hear from him. Yeah. <laughs> Them. One guy does have an eye patch. Seriously? Yeah. But I don't think he's got a hook for a hand. Oh, okay. All right, Frank, I'm looking forward to your mixtape. Okay. As I mentioned previously, this song is telephone adjacent. Love the word adjacent. So my mixtape is all telephone adjacent songs okay starts off with hello by lionel richie very good don't lose my number phil collins dynamite he made it onto my mixtape i love how he yells out a perfect name yeah billy Billy. mr telephone man by new edition Ooh, good one Yeah. yeah baby don't forget my number millie vanilli okay yeah yeah I just called to say I love you. Oh, man. This is going to be the longest mixtape ever. I know. This is great. Stevie Wonder. 867-5309, Jenny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Hands by Jewel. Oh, come on. (laughs) So you have an option to go Smooth Operator by Sade, and you go Hands by Jewel. You have an option of going Operator by Jim Croce, but you have to tell me hands by jewel all i can say to you is thanks for not saying breakfast at tiffany's by deep blue something i, I like how angry you are because that actually wasn't the ender oh no okay sorry what it was wasn't it? by hands by jewel I, I i did that this is the angriest i've ever seen you all right i'm trying to compress it no i i'm surprised that you thought that i was gonna end my telephone adjacent mixtape yeah yeah with anything other than call me maybe by carly ray jepson <laughs> All right, so we don't have Smooth Operator. We, we're Smooth Operator. Smooth good. Operator's not about an operator, though. It's about an operator. Oh, it's not like a... It's not a telephone operator. Really? I thought it was it's like a... man... A, have you never heard the term Smooth Operator? <laughs> like, other second. than the song? Wait a second. Are you... <laughs> you tell me. Like, it's listen, not Bill. About a, it's not about a telephone operator. So are you talking to me about your whole nightlife or like, hey, hey, Frank, that's a smooth operator over there. Yeah, it's not someone like on a switchboard. Really? No. I thought it was like a 1-900 number. No, a smooth operator is someone who they operate. They just, that's how they do things. They're just smooth. Oh, smooth operator. We got a friend like that. Yeah, me. She's, no, she's a surgeon. Oh. I guess you didn't know Jim Croce's operator. That might be a deep cut that part of my own sort of family lore. Yeah, no, Operator. Would you help me place this call? <laughs> yeah, that, didn't make that's my That's not helping tape. you any. No, no not at all. <laughs> okay. Awesome mixtape. Sorry for uh, losing it there. So I think at the end of those mixtapes, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I think we've really nailed that part of our podcast. Yeah. In making oh. mixtapes. Oh my goodness, yeah. The rest of it, like the rest of the hour that you guys are listening to is just like hot garbage, but... The mixtapes, yeah. You stick around for that. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe you can reach out to us and let us know what you think. Yeah, exactly. What your favorite part is. I'm not talking about moving in And I don't want to change your life but there's a 
we want to thank you for joining us today for yet another trip through brilliant 1970s soft rock. We want to thank you for being a part of the journey that Bill and I have been going on with this podcast. And we don't want to ask you for promises to listen to every single episode because we don't want you to lie. I mean, we've played this game before where you say you love us and then you say goodbye. Are are people saying goodbye to us? I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Okay. Well, but if it's a song, uh, if you're still listening, we thank you for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. (laughs) 